Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vin Oker Show. Here's Dr. Lee. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this is our uh, ER segment, uh, and my next guest, a frequent guest of the show, Dr. Jeffrey Sankoff, board-certified emergency physician, but he is uh, quite impressive, and it's apropos for this study that looks at the rise of cycling death in men. He's a three-time Ironman um a triathlete, uh, world, two-time world champion qualifier for the half Ironman, and he's the co-medical director and editor of Triathlete uh, Magazine. Welcome, Dr. Sankoff. Thanks for Thanks being very back on the show again. My so this, this was an interesting study when I saw it come out, and it said um, that bike deaths were actually falling for kids um, but they appeared to be rising for middle-aged men. Um, so what do you make of that? I think it's a complicated sort of issue. Uh, certainly we've seen an explosion in popularity both in cycling and triathlon in the last decade, and the number of participants in the category, sort of the middle-aged groups, uh, anywhere from 35 up to 50, is the bulk of those athletes. Uh, triathlon, for example, has seen exponential growth over the last 20 years, where we now have 170,000 participants, and those are just the registered members with USA Triathlon. And all of those guys are out riding their bikes every day, pretty much. Um, so, you know, when you put more people on the road, uh, riding more and more miles, you're going to have, unfortunately, more chance for interaction with cars. And uh, you have kids who are dri- riding their bikes less, and the ones who are riding their bikes tend to be uh, more often wearing helmets, which is a great thing, and off of the roads. So I think it's just a matter of who's riding on the roads and how many of them there are. Yeah, it is uh, very popular uh, among where I live, too, and um, I know it's a problem. I mean, I have a, a friend um, who was a podiatrist who, thank goodness, didn't die, but was in a very serious um, bike accident, had uh, central cord syndrome, as you know, and can pra- not practice anymore. Um, so it's it's definitely an issue. And is it... It's a traffic thing. There are cities in the U.S. that are probably um, safer. Did they see that? Yes, they did. And, uh, I mean, they were able to sort of parse out the data and find that there were specific states that were better for cyclists than others. Uh, Vermont, for example, had the lowest uh, incidence of cycling deaths. Uh, than some of the other states. But I, I think it comes down, it, it's both an environmental issue, like you suggest, where you know if you can separate cars from bikes, then you're going to have less chance for interaction between the two. Uh, but then there's also behavioral component. Um, and, you know, we have increasing hostility between drivers and cyclists. And, you know, cyclists have to take some of that blame. Cyclists uh, frequently don't obey the rules of the road. And I, I find it humorous because, you know, I get off my bike and I get into my car. And when I'm driving, I obey the rules of the road. And and cyclists seem to forget that when they get on their bike, they they should still, you know, do the same. And so what ends up happening is cyclists uh, take on 
some of the responsibility of angering the motorists around them when they, you know, flaunt the rules of the road. But at the same time, there is really, really unnecessary open hostility among many of the the drivers. I mean, I, I ride... I've ridden 4,000 miles this year on my bike, wow. and I, I could tell you that every time I leave my house to ride my bike, you know, I, I basically tell my wife and kids that, uh, you know, I hope to see you when I finish, because uh, I know that I'm taking my life in my hands every time I ride, because there are very aggressive drivers out there who, and I, and I stop at every stop sign, I stay far to the right, I, I'm very, very careful, because to me, as much as I enjoy riding, I want to be able to get home so that I have the rest of, uh, you know, the day to enjoy. I see yeah. enough, I see enough you know, trauma in the emergency department from cyclists who are either, you know, crashing their bikes or getting hit by vehicles. I don't want to be one of them. So I I think it's a shared responsibility, drivers and cyclists. There's no need for all this hostility. There's enough room on the road for everybody. Um, And and I wish there was more dialogue and less of this, uh, you know, road rage. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I do, uh, uh, it's noble of you to say that cyclists bear some of the responsibility. You know, I live, you know, fairly country around uh, where I am, not too far from Baltimore. That's the nice part of it. But, um, you know, I do see where cyclists will stop and then they'll go through the red light if there's no cars coming, even though they're supposed to be obeying the red light. So that's an issue. And I think probably now, and I don't know if this study actually looked in it because when I was reading through it, I didn't see it. This problem with distracted drivers anyway just makes it worse. Even if you're running on the road, um, I always worry that, or walking my dog, even in my neighborhood, I've noticed some cars are not paying attention and coming so close. I mean, we always jump to the side with my dog onto the grass because I'm never sure if somebody's actually on their way to work looking down as they're zipping mm-hmm. through my neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is, like I said, shared responsibility. There's no question. Distracted driving is a big issue. I think that, uh, you know, we've had a couple of high-profile deaths here. Uh, there's a there's a route uh, close where I live. I'm in Denver, and there's a route up in Boulder, uh, which is a highway, Route 36, but has a very wide shoulder that is very popular among cyclists. And we've had a couple of deaths up there recently because uh, one driver fell asleep at the wheel. Mm. Another driver was texting and hit a cyclist. And um, it's it's tragic when it happens. And uh, the other piece of this is uh, the lack of seriousness with which law enforcement takes us. We've had numerous very high-profile cases across the country of cyclists being really, really harassed by motorists. And uh, the cyclists are the ones who end up getting ticketed. Um, we've had cyclists getting severely injured or killed and drivers being punished either not at all or extremely lightly. And until we start taking these incidents more seriously, and I, I mean, I understand law enforcement has a lot to, to deal with, but for whatever reason, law enforcement seems to be very pro-motorist in these incidents. There's very few cases. Recently, there was a jury in, I believe, Kansas that actually um, let off uh, a driver who was seen by many witnesses to purposely target a cyclist. 
and uh, caused the cyclist significant injury. And the jury just decided that this was not worth, you know, uh, penalizing the driver for because the the driver owns the road, and that that seems to be the prevailing uh, thought amongst uh, many people. So again, I think it's it's a multifaceted sort of problem. More cyclists. Um, Cyclists not obeying all the rules and and therefore you know initiating some some untoward uh, you know hostility in drivers and then drivers just being openly hostile to begin with and this sort of not willing to compromise and not having much of a dialogue. I, if you look online, there are plenty of examples of just the the most uh, silly conversations between drivers and cyclists and, and and nobody as always with these kinds of things nobody's willing to listen to each other they just sort of spend a lot of time yelling at each other and and at the same time you know I'm a cyclist I'm out there on my 15 pound carbon frame and and you're behind the wheel of a 2000 pound vehicle it, it's not much of a contest yeah absolutely um and then uh, we only have a minute but I'll have to ask you you are in Colorado have you seen any uptick uh, in accidents or cycling things once the um, legalization of marijuana occurred? Maybe we'll have to have a whole other segment on that. whole segment to itself. I, I would say uh, not easily attributable to that. We, we have bigger problems with alcohol here, and that remains the main issue. Oh, okay. Well, that is very good to know. So uh, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Sankoff, and uh, wish him luck next time he's on the road. It's always hard uh, in big cities. I myself stopped biking on the road uh, when I was hit in college by a car. Uh, anyways, this is the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. It's health from the outside in. Stay tuned into your health on Radio MD.